0: At blood destruction, sorcerer of death construction in the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning, death and hatred to mankind, poisoning. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across the nation, north and south, east and west and around and around via the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. If you have an infarct, nature calls, Asia knocks on the door, don't despair. The neighbour wants a cup of sugar, do not despair. The Anarchist World This Week is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3CR.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscano. I'm hosting today's program. E. E, brothers and sisters. E, he says to himself. If you wonder what anarchy is all about, anarchist society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures, which are based on equal decision-making power that's direct democracy. It's a society where wealth is held in common and used for the common good. So if you want to build a new religious-based medieval you know, society, don't listen to the program. If you want to be a corporate giant, don't listen to the program. But if you want a little bit of justice, a little bit of equality, a little bit of fighting back, well, listen to The Anarchist World this week. Now, I think I'll start off with the Defend and Extend a Public Housing Campaign. Because if you're listening to this program on uh, Wednesday, the 9th of August, you can join us at midday on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House in Spring Street in Melbourne for the 9th Defend and Extend Public Housing Rally. And being homeless week it is an appropriate time a look at public housing. Now I can see you yawning, whether you live in the Northern Territory or Tasmania or Victoria or New South Wales, and you're thinking, what's this shit got to do with me? What's public housing got to do with me? Well, public housing is everybody's business. Everybody's business, I hear you say. It's not my business. I'm not a tenant. I'm not homeless. I've got a roof over my head, I'm paying rent, I'm paying a mortgage, I own a house, I'm an investor. Well, it is everybody's business and we'll go through the steps of why it's everybody's business and maybe then you'll get involved in a public housing campaign because it's in your best interests. Very simple concept. Obviously, it's in the interests of public housing tenants and the interests of the homeless that there is a public housing sector. It's not privatised. It is in their interests. But it's only a fraction of the Australian population, maybe 3 to 4%. A fraction. And a lot of people involved in the public housing scene somehow think it's just their struggle. It's everybody's struggle. Because a strong, vibrant public housing sector is good for everybody in the community, including negatively geared investors and i can hear you fall off your seat and say the boy has lost his marble he's a vecur in though a stupid old man i'll explain it we live in a privatized economy the public sector has been reduced to almost nothing during the privatization deregulation corporatisation, globalisation revolution that has swept over the globe in the last 50 years. In Australia, the public sector is gone. Whether it's provision of emergency uh, emergency, uh, utilities like electricity, gas, the list goes on and on, and we'll talk about that later on. Whether it's public housing, whether it's public health, whether it's public education... There have been huge inroads by the private sector into the public sector. And what happens when that occurs can be explained by what has happened to the banking and financial sector in Australia over the last 30 years since the privatisation of the Commonwealth Bank in 1982 by the Hawke-Keating Labour Government. And what we've seen is the domination of the financial sector by privately owned banks who basically set their own rules and lobby to ensure laws aren't enacted to inhibit their race to make as much money as they can. And the loser in this is you. That's right, you. And it's the same in the housing sector. If you give over what's left of the public housing sector to the private sector, the loser is each and every Australian. Because a strong, vibrant public housing sector which is financed by the state at the state level and the federal level introduces competition into the housing market. So if you rent, if you're one of those 30% of Australians who rents, your rents will decrease, especially if you're renting at the lower end of the market. So it is your business. A strong, Creating a strong public housing sector is your business. If you're trying to get into the housing market, Or if you're paying off a mortgage, and that's another 30 to 35% of Australians, public housing is your business. It's everybody's business. And it's your business because if millions of people are accommodated in public housing, it puts downward, real downward pressure on prices and creates competition within the marketplace. And we will see a fall in housing prices, especially at the lower end of the market. So public housing is the business of public housing tenants. It's the business of the homeless. It's the business of those who rent. It's the business of those who are paying off mortgages. It's also the business of the 30% of Australians, mostly elderly, who own their own homes. And it's their business because it's their children and their grandchildren who have been priced out of the housing market because of the rapid decrease in the number of people who are housed in public housing. So it has an impact on them. And then last, and last of all, it also has an impact on the 8 to 9% of Australians who use Australia's taxation-friendly laws to negatively gear their investment property. And how would it, how would it impact on them? Well, it's simple. If you're an investor, you need stability. You need security. You don't need protests in the streets. You don't need increasing crime. You don't need social dislocation. You need social cohesion. Everybody believes or feels they are part of the community. And if you have a strong public housing sector, it does put downward pressure on criminal activity. It puts downward pressure on social dislocation and all the problems associated with social dislocation. And even makes the lives of investors a lot better than it is, which is hard to believe. So, public housing is everybody's business. And in Victoria, defend and extend public housing was formed by public interest before corporate interests as a direct consequence of Friends of Public Housing Victoria asking us to form an activist organisation which promotes public housing. And our strategy is to bring this issue to the people of Victoria and the people of Australia by holding regular rallies, not protests, rallies on the steps of Parliament House. And what do we want? What we want is very simple. We want across this nation the billions of dollars which are raised from stamp duty, and in Victoria, $6 billion was raised in stamp duty, and stamp duty is paid by people who buy a home, $6 billion. We want every cent that is raised by stamp duty across the nation to be earmarked to develop, construct, manage public housing. And while in Victoria we have orgasms, daily orgasms about all the new roads we're going to make and all the new tunnels we're going to give to private corporations to put tolls on for the next 30 years. It's almost orgasmic. And the Metro Rail Tunnel, we're talking about billions of dollars, 30, 40 billions of dollars getting a few cars moving and pedestrians moving. Well, wouldn't it be more productive to use the stamp duty revenue to build public housing and put downward pressure on rents and mortgages, improve social cohesion, decrease criminal activity and ensure that everybody has some type of secure, decent housing, that people don't have to live in the streets or in their cars or wait for 30 years on some public housing list or pay over 50% of their rent, 50% of their income on rent Or pay huge amounts to have a roof over their heads and pay a mortgage and help the banks make ever-increasing profits. So join us in the Defend and Extend Public Housing campaign. It's simple. Nothing happens without people becoming active. Nothing happens without you becoming active. And the whole purpose of the anarchist world this week is to encourage people to become active in the struggle to devolve power And share wealth. Simple struggle. Anarchism is about creating a society without rulers, not without rules. So what have we got organised over the next month? Well, there's a lot of stuff being organised by the Anarchist Media Institute over the next month, which you're all invited to. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't organise, which we are participating in. And there's a lot of stuff that public interest before corporate interest is also involved in. And the list goes on and on. So, if you've got a pen or a pencil or a computer or a uh, photographic brain, just a few dates to remember. Just a few dates to remember. Although there is a Defendant Extend Public Housing rally on Wednesday the 9th of August, the next one will be on Wednesday the 6th of September. That's right, Wednesday the 6th of September, which is a parliamentary sitting day. That's Wednesday the 6th of September. Also, also, there are many other activities. Now, every Wednesday evening, I have a little dinner. That's right. Down at the Kunjo Ethiopian Restaurant at uh, 20 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Fresh food produced by the people who run the place. Very fresh food Food from about 6pm to about 9, 9.30pm. Uh, we've held it now for about a month. Some nights have been packed. Other nights have been sparse but what I found really fascinating is the fact that people are coming. People from the country are coming. Listeners from around Victoria are coming. Listeners from Melbourne are coming. And the purpose of this is not just to have a little bit of fun a little bit of a conversation but the purpose of these dinners every Wednesday night is to get people together and to get them to become actively involved in activities that devolve power and share wealth. That's what it's about. It's not just about a nice little, you know, discussion and a few laughs about the state of the world. It's about getting like-minded people together who listen to the anarchist world this week, who would never meet the other listeners, in order for them to see if they've got any common objectives and whether they want to get involved in different campaigns. So think about it. Think about it. It's something that we all need to get involved in. Well, you don't need to get involved in. You're welcome to come along. You've got to pay for your own food and drinks. Average is about $20.00. Good conversation, meet new people, make new friends, a little bit of social activity, never hurt anybody. So uh, if you're around, every Wednesday till the end of the year, Konjo Ethiopian Restaurant, 20 Smith Street, Collingwood, opposite radio station 3CR. Starting at 6pm, finishes at about 9pm, well, I'll hang around till about 9pm, and uh, you buy your own food and drinks, and uh, if you can help me pay my uh, bills to the uh, radio station which hosts the Anarchist World this week, which is the Community Radio 3CR in Melbourne. Donations are welcome, but it's not necessary. No bookings, just turn up on the night. Uh, you'll have an interesting time. You may not have a fun time, but you will have an interesting time. So we've got a few, few activities. Now, those of you who are living in Melbourne and unfortunately... I'm basically talking about stuff that's happening in Victoria because I haven't got any information regarding stuff interstate currently. The annual Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair is on this Saturday. That's Saturday the 12th. That's right. Saturday the 12th of August from 10am to 6pm it's a free event, childcare available. There are talks, discussions, stalls, 10am to 6pm, uh, Brunswick Town Hall, or the Morland Town Hall, whatever you like to call it, in uh, Sydney Road, Brunswick. You can't miss it. Starting at 10am, there'll be lots of stalls, things are over 40 stalls, I'll be on one of the stalls, the Anarchist Miriam Institute stall, so you're welcome to come along go to the discussions, talk to people, come along to the the choose stall, have a chat, maybe join public interest before corporate interests, see what's uh, organised. And on Sunday the 13th of August, from 11am to 2pm, in Rotary Park in Rosebud. Yep, right down in the Mornington Peninsula, Rotary Park in in Rosebud, that's 1449 Point Nepean Road. Rosebud, behind the skate park, is a public interest before corporate interest picnic. It's not just about having a bit of food and a few drinks and meeting people. It's all about trying <clears throat> to get a branch of Pipsy established in the uh, Mornington Peninsula. Safety, It's a Victoria safety beach. Rosebud, Rye. Dramana, Sorrento, even Portsea, you never know. Come along, Mount Marfa, Mount Eliza, come along to the picnic, bring some food and drinks. It's at uh, Sunday the 13th of August, 11am to 2pm, Rotary Park, 1449 Point Nepean Road, Rosebud. Now, if you do have a computer, you can see all the stuff on the computer, go to my personal Facebook page. Toscano for the public That's Toscano for the public Okay Let's move on Now I've got a few other events Lined up for September And uh, August And uh, we'll let you know about them as we go along. But that's the key isn't it to life It's not just about sitting at your computer And pressing the like button Or going through the net Looking at all those wonderful things That you look at It's about getting involved in Activities and, and campaigns, that's what it's about at the end of the day Because unfortunately, and the key word is unfortunately if it, isn't, uh, if it wasn't for people like you and me Actually taking an active interest in what happens around the world today And especially in our own backyard Many of the things that uh, we've agitated for and succeeded in getting Would never have occurred Never have occurred Alright, let's move on To something a bit more esoteric Market speak Ah, before I move on Sometimes The gods Give you gifts When you're a broadcaster And this week We've had many gifts From the gods And I can't believe the extent of these gifts. Now, Mr Matthew Guy has a credibility problem. Well, nobody knows who he is. He's the leader of the opposition. He was involved in some, you know, questionable deals when he was, you know, he was in a, a minister in the uh, previous Liberal National Party state government. And those of you who travel around the city of Melbourne and around Victoria will have seen a few billboards go up recently big billboards of mafia guy and he was going to be and sorry for the noise he was going to be tough on crime that's right tough on crime they thought this is the way to get back into the into the into as premier more jails tougher laws tough on crime and i thought to myself oh well That's a normal Liberal Party kind of ploy, tough on crime, make people feel insecure, get them to rush over and give you the golden handshake and give you their vote at the next state election. And then I learnt, I couldn't believe it, that me mate, me mate Matthew Guy, the Victorian leader of the Liberal opposition, had been having a chat with my rallies. Well, not by direct rallies. Poor old Matt. Was caught with his pants down. Having a lobster dinner. With a few alleged mafioso types. Talking about, maybe raising money for the Liberal Party election campaign. Quaffing down $1,500 of Grange. I've never had a glass, let alone a bottle of Grange. Or a grilled lobster. I haven't had a lobster for years. The last lobster I had was in South Australia about 15 years ago. And I thought, wow. And then you got all these media types carrying on about poor Matt having dinner and a bit of Grange with the Movies and Shakers of Victoria. I mean, when Matthew was talking about being tough on crime, he wasn't talking about being tough on organised crime, and he wasn't talking about being tough on developers, and he wasn't talking about being tough on transnational corporations. He was talking about being tough on people who don't pay their transurban fines. He was talking about being t- tough on people with uh, addiction problems. He was talking about being tough on the homeless. You know, all these soft targets. It's always good to be able to kick a soft target because they usually don't kick back, you know? And then I thought to myself, poor old Matt. What's wrong with having a dinner with organised crime or alleged organised crime figures? What's wrong with it? I mean, because in Australia, if you want to get things done and you want parliamentary legislation to be changed to suit your you, well, you either need to be a developer or an organised crime figure or a transnational corporation. I mean, what's wrong with doing a bit of business, you know, a little bit of business, you know, you make a bit of money, sticks to your hands, then you launder it through the Commonwealth Bank, then you invest it in legitimate business, What's wrong with that, eh? Hey? Poor old Matt, he's been pilloried from... You know, it's the way it is in the land of Oz. You want things done, you need to be a developer, an organised criminal figure or a transnational corporation. If you're some type of scummy protester like Defend and Extend Public Housing type or some type of crummy protester like the Wednesday Action Group... Or some type of you know crummy protest who's worried about homelessness or worried about public health or worried about public education. They're the real enemy. Now, if Matthew had had, had, had dinner with me, if he turned up at the Conjo Ethiopian restaurant at 20 Smith Street on Wednesday night at 6pm, well, then there should be headlines. Because he's actually having dinner with people who want to make a difference, who are willing to use direct action to make a difference. Who are willing to confront those people in authority to make a difference. That's the problem. We need to look at. That is the issue. But you know, so it's just it's just business as usual. And you know what I heard on the grapevine, and my sources are pretty good usually. You know, these telephone conversations that everybody's talking about that were recorded, well, they were recorded legally. It's actually the Victoria Police. VicPol. Members of VicPol which have leaked the tapes because they're involved in secret surveillance of these alleged organised criminal figures in Melbourne. And they couldn't believe... I just couldn't believe it. How their tentacles had infiltrated into the Liberal Party in Victoria and possibly the rest of Australia. I were so pissed off, the tapes fell off the back of a truck into the hands of the age. That's the way it goes, isn't it? You know, leaking seems to be the big thing these days. Ask President Donald Groper. So, Matt, Matthew, mate, you've got my commiserations, mate. You're just doing business with the people who usually do business. You're just doing business with the corporate sector. You're just doing business with alleged organised criminal figures. You're just doing, you know, business with developers. That's the way it is. That's the nature of the Liberal Party. Obviously, you want to break the CFMEU's power on building sites because you want your mates to make a buck. And obviously there's a little bit of money filters into the Liberal Party to help you campaign against, you know, those mildly reformists in the Australian Labor Party who are now currently the um, government in Victoria who want to privatise public housing, who love privatising everything, who love going to public-private partnerships. Well, then, why not? If you get a lobster thrown in and a few bottles of Grange and a nice conversation and... Uh, it's OK. It's all right. Don't worry, Matt. You'll soon, get a, you'll soon need a new job because your position is totally untenable, mate. Totally untenable. And already I've noticed the Murdoch media is going to make sure that you're dead and buried by the end of the week, mate. That's the way it works when you kind of have associations with the family, with the Honoured Society, You know, because it just starts with a bottle of wine and a lobster and a little bit of political donations, and then somebody puts their hands on your shoulders and said, remember that dinner we had, Matt? We'd like to see some legislation go through Parliament now. Um, Can you help us out, mate? Because you owe. And that's the way it works. You owe. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free dinner. You owe. And I cannot believe the amateurs in the Victorian Liberal Party. A gift from the gods. A gift from the gods. You listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Scar, I'm hosting today's program. Now, the activities this week, midday, Wednesday the 9th of August, defend and extend uh, public housing rally on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. Saturday the 12th of August, 10am to 6pm, the Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair. Over 40 stalls, discussions, debates, free entry. I'll be on the Anarchist Institute stall if you want to have a chat to me or any other people there. Turn up, 10am to 6pm, Brunswick Town Hall, Sydney Road, Brunswick. And on Sunday the 13th of August Public Interest Before Corporate Interest Picnic 11am to 2pm With a view to forming a branch Of Public Interest Before Corporate Interest In the southern Mornington Peninsula Rotary Park 1449 Point Nepean Road Rosebud behind the skate park If you're coming along Bring a bit of food and drinks To add to the communal table Because unlike Matthew There'll be no alleged organised criminal figures there from the Honoured Society or the family. There'll be no bottles of Grange. There'll be no grilled lobsters. So if you're going to come to the Pibsie Picnics, we expect you to bring at least a snag or some tofu and a drink or two, even if it's water, to assist us because nobody wants to invite us to dinner. Nobody wants us to invite us. That's why we've got to organise our own things, you know, like our own dinners on Wednesday night. Nobody loves us because we're not in a position of power, are we? We're the ones who give them heartburn. Okay, let's move on. Now, the website you can check all this out at. Well, you can always give me a call on zero four three nine three nine five four eight nine zero four three nine three nine five four eight nine. You ain't got a phone, you can always write to me at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can go to my personal Facebook page. Don't expect to find out what colour underpants I'm wearing. you would only find that out if I'm going for a dip at Rosebud on Sunday, which I doubt. Uh, The Facebook page is Toscana, the number for the public. Toscana for the public. Many of the events that we are creating to get people together, we will be up on the page. It was really good uh, at Ballarat on last Saturday. We had uh, almost 20 people there, or over 20 people there. Good crowd, young and old, locals and people from who'd driven up. So we're going to repeat the event on the 9th of September, uh, but that's another thing we're going to talk about next week. And don't forget that the the West Papua Independence Movement Rent Collective Dinner, or lunch will be on on Saturday, the 2nd of September, 1pm to 4pm, at the office, at the uh, big meeting room at the back, 838 Collins Street, the city. But I'll talk more about that next week. So, Toscano for the public. Now, if you want to join public interest before corporate interest, and why wouldn't you want to join? Why wouldn't you want to join? When you see the crap that goes on in our society... When you see alleged organised criminal figures having dinners and grange and lobsters, God, I'm jealous I wasn't invited. I wonder why I didn't get an invitation. Maybe I didn't get an invitation because I don't really matter, do I? They do. What can I do for the Honoured Society? Not anything, really. Maybe sell a few bananas. But getting back to that, you know, come along, join us, get involved. Lots of things happening. All right. Now, you can also join Pipsi public interest before corporate interest. You can actually ring me for an application form. You can write for an application form or you can download the application form. That's right. From PIBSI, P-I-B-C-I dot net. Pipsi, P-I-B-C-I dot net. And if you think the fact that developers, organised criminal figures and multinational corporations are the only members of our society that have, get an ear to government, well, then you should join Pipsi because it's up to people like us to ensure that the people of this state and the people of this country actually ensure that we live in a real democracy. And what is a real democracy? Democracy is rule of the people, by the people, for the people. It's not rule of the people for the benefit of transnational corporation, organised crime and developers, is it? Well, that's what it seems like. So if you're pissed off, and I am particularly pissed off, and I am pissed off, especially you know, living in Victoria, to see $30, billion, $30 to $40 billion going into making roads while people are having trouble getting accommodation, when we could actually allocate the $6 billion in stamp duty to creating... 20 to 25,000 new housing units in Victoria every year, which in 10 years' time would mean that you could accommodate a million people. Not 60 to 3,000 like we have today in public housing, but a million people in public housing. And I can assure you, accommodating a million people in secure public housing is much more beneficial to the community them building roads and tunnels which will be clogged up by the time they're built. Think about it. Okay. I love the Manx. I love them. I love them to death. And the government loves them to death. They love them. 25, oh sorry, I made a mistake, I told a lie. It's Not 25, it's 24% of the Australian Stock Exchange Is dominated by the shares of the four big banks And I noticed the Commonwealth Bank has just made almost $10 billion profit And I love the banks Because we have these alleged organised criminal figures Crying Crying As they waste their money on the leader of opposition buying him a few lobsters and a bit of Grange when they see how the multinational corporations are now cornered the market on criminal activity. Cornered the market. I mean, these blokes have been at it for generations. The Honoured Society for generations. And they see these Johnny-come-latelys, the privately-owned banks, corner of the market and corrupt activity, money laundering, ripping off investors, insurance fraud. And then they post these wonderful profits. It's extraordinary. You don't have to go to the comedy festival to have a laugh in Australia today. All you've got to do is listen to the news, not the analysis because the analysis... It's the same boring old farts talking about the same boring old things trying to kind of water water it all down, but what a laugh. I can see the boys in the back in the back room smoke a few cards saying, How can we compete? How can we compete with the banks? They've got the major political parties in their pockets. They're making extraordinary profits. They're ripping off their customers. They're laundering our money, making a buck out of laundry. You know the money we've made illegally. They've got it all, and and they tell what the they tell the major political parties what legislation to put into parliament. I'm go- <coughs> I'm going to die laughing here. I'm going to die laughing. You don't need to go to waste money on a comedy festival. Just sit back and listen to the news. <laughs> It's 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 extraordinary. It really is. I can understand why organised criminal figures would be really pissed off. I mean, they do the hard yards: a bit of murder, a bit of kidnapping, a bit of robbery, a bit of standovering, and then you get these blokes in their fancy suits, fancy suit pushing co- computer buttons, making billions of dollars. <laughs> extraordinary. They're in the wrong business. Huh? My advice is give up this organised criminal activity and become a corporate giant. You know, you, you'll do well. You will do well in the land of Oz. Sorry, I can't... I don't think I can continue. But all I'm saying to you is if you're pissed off of all this, and this is one week to be really pissed off, join public interest before corporate interests. before the end of the program. Download, download the application form net, Get involved Get active And let's make sure This crap doesn't continue Alright Let's move on Now I'm going to Move into something Which is really Not in the realms Of the listeners Of the anarchist world This week Because I don't I don't actually think That we have any Fund Any hedge fund Managers Or Transnational Corporate CEOs Listening to the anarchist world This week I don't know why Because they would it'd be nice to listen for them to listen to see what's going to happen you know in the future to them if they continue what they're doing but you know what i really love is the way capitalism works because you can create something out of nothing everybody tells you you can't create something out of nothing well you can you can in the capitalist world and speculation on currencies is a classical example of how you create something out of nothing. And that's the beauty. You don't have to dig holes or get a sweat on your forehead, you know, to make a buck. You can make something out of nothing if you're a hedge fund or a currency speculator's. Now, you may not understand that about 30 years ago, Mr Keating, you know, the man who likes to think himself as the big radical, Mr Keating deregulated, or was it Mr Hawke, or both of them, I think it's both of them together, it was a geo-act, deregulated the currency market in the past... Governments would make decisions through the Reserve Bank on whether to increase the value of the currency or decrease the value of the currency. So the sovereign nation state had control over its own currency, a little bit like the Chinese Communist Party does today in China, right? Now, when the Australian dollar was deregulated, what that meant is that we had this little fish in the sea Little fish, maybe a flathead, maybe a whiting, maybe even a King George whiting. Little fish swimming around amongst all these sharks, which we call speculators. And I'll give you an example of what's happening today, and just bear with me. It's simple, but it's a it's hard. Bear with me, okay? Because people like you and me are not used to this type of thing. We we don't, we're not speculators. Well, we would be if we were hedge fund managers, but unfortunately, we're not, are we? We wouldn't be listening to the anarchist world this week, would we? We're talking to, we talk, will be talking about the joys of being a corporate uh, don. Right. Currently, the Australian dollar has increased in price. Now, this increase in the Australian dollar causes problems. It makes Australian exports more expensive. And what that means is that businesses have trouble competing in the marketplace because their exports are more expensive, because the Australian dollar has increased in value. there is nothing in the Australian economy that would determine or would act as a factor that would push the Australian dollar up. So why has the Australian dollar gone up? Well, you've got these currency speculators who are a little bit concerned about El Presidente, no, not the President of Mexico, but the President of the US of A, and his economic policies and his inability to deliver anything, apart from a laugh. I mean, that's that's another laugh. I don't want, I don't want to go down that path. I'm going to die laughing. I have seen people die laughing. It's not pleasant when you are dying laughing because you're clutching your chest, but that's a different story. So you've got these hedge funds, right? And they say... Well, the US dollar is falling, and we reckon, we reckon that the Australian dollar, the Australian Reserve Bank is going to increase interest rates. That's what they're betting on. So all this money pours into the Australian dollar, and the Australian dollar goes up. It's got no reflection of real economic, economic activity. But the consequences are real. The consequences hurt employment, they hurt business, profitability, and they have real effects on everyday Australians. And what these speculators will do in a few weeks is say, Oh, well, it looks like the Australian dollar isn't going to go up, because it never was going to go up because there's no reason for the interest rates to go up, and they'll move their money somewhere else. So they've made their profit. So they've made something out of nothing, and that's the that's the that's the role of a speculator. You make something out of nothing you know a magician ac- acra cadabra bang bang magician there it is something out of nothing, so isn't it funny, so hilarious, so hilarious, except that it has real impacts now. I don't normally listen into other people's conversations, unlike the Victoria Police or the Federal Police or ASIO. Poor old Matthew. Bit of a problem there for him and his party. But they'll get over it. They'll get a new leader soon. They'll have to. I don't know who they'll get, but they'll get somebody. So here they are, you know, making a buck. You've got to make a buck. So here we have our Prime Minister... The Right Honourable, Mr Malcolm Turnbull, expert on putting his money into offshore accounts, but that's another story which we won't talk about today. And President of the United States of America, President of the Free World, Donald Groper. Having a chat, having a chat. Let me chat about real people. Real people who have been in legal limbo for four years, over four years. Real people who are rotting on Manus Island, in Nauru. Real human beings whose only crime was to seek asylum. It's not a crime to seek asylum. Sitting in limbo. And here they are discussing their fate. And when you listen and when you read the transcript and I did read the transcript and I felt a little bit sick reading it, no hint of humanity, no hint that these are real people they're talking about, nothing in the conversation, nothing whatsoever no hint that these are real people with feelings needs wants nothing these are just numbers, human garbage, human waste to be pushed aside and that's the attitude that we're, we've developed, it's not just the Graper and Malcolm it's all of us, because ultimately we're responsible for that situation because that, there's that thing in society that you got to stop this mob you've got to punish this mob because if you don't, we're going to be inundated, think about it Think about it Nothing and I'm thinking to myself Are these the men That represent us And I feel sick And that's why I say to you Join public interest before corporate interest today if You don't want to feel sick all the time You want to do something Join them Or if you don't want to join them Take part in some of our activities <laughs> As I said the gods have been kind to the anarchist world this week. The debate about the plebiscite on marriage equality. What a gift. All we need is the debate happening in the same restaurant, the Lobster Cave restaurant, <laughs> where Matthew went for dinner. would <laughs> be great. It would have been they good. Didn't happen, but that's all right. Now here we have. Now <laughs> all right. You've got Parliament. They have the power to either approve or disapprove the legalization of marriage equality. Right? Easy. That's what they're elected to do. Make laws. Make decisions. That's their job. Irrespective of what I think about representative democracy, that's their job, okay? Then within the Liberal National Party, you've got this huge division between they shall never be allowed to marry and those who say he gives a shit, let's move on. All right, This division, toxic division. So the great Tony Abbott, the man of La Mancha tilting at windmills, yesterday's boy, Introducing this concept of a plebiscite Let's see what the Australian people think And that's the key This is not a referendum This is a plebiscite It's an opinion poll An expensive opinion poll And then because the Senate blocked it And they met you know, 24 hours ago or whenever They said, well, let's make it a voluntary postal vote which is run by the Australian Bureau of Statistics. That's right, the ABS, not the Australian Electoral Commission. Oh well, they got no, they've got no expertise in running elections, have they? The Australian Electoral Commission, <laughs> have they? I mean, they run union elections, they run state elections, they run, they, they run federal elections. Now, nope. let's bypass the laws. We'll have a voluntary vote through the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and we'll send everybody a postal ballot. Well, whether you're filling on the postal ballot, that's up to you. If it happens, which most likely it will, unless there's a High Court challenge, which is successful, saying, so why is the Australian Bureau of Statistics holding this ballot, this voluntary ballot? <laughs> I'm overcome. I am overcome. This is so ridiculous. Now, why not hold a referendum? Why not hold a referendum? I know there's all these arguments about the fact that debate is toxic and obviously the debate is t- will be toxic. But why not hold a referendum? Because the difference between a plebiscite and a referendum is the difference between chalk and cheese. A plebiscite is an opinion poll. A referendum means the question of marriage equality if it's successful in four states, and the majority of the voters will be incorporated into the Australian Constitution. And Parliament cannot change the Australian Constitution through legislation, as we are currently seeing with Section 44 of the Australian Constitution regarding people with foreign um, uh, allegiances can't stand or sit in Parliament. The only people who can change the Australian Constitution are the Australian people. So if they're serious about having find out what the Australian people think, have a bloody referendum, get it over and done with, incorporate it in the Australian Constitution, the concept of marriage equality, so no future government can change it through a change in legislation. Simple. But no, we have this plebiscite, and if it's successful, then, 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 the parliamentarians will get a free vote. $160 million exercise. You could build maybe ooh, 800 houses for it. Yeah, but let's not worry. We need. They need to keep their promises, don't they? I mean, this is one promise they need to keep. You've been listening to the Austra- Not the Australian. You the, as I said, comedy, comedy day. Gifts from God. Gifts from God. You know, gifts from God all day. I mean, just listen to the news. Have your Anjanine by your bedside table in case you, you get a chest pain as you laugh, you know. Listen to the news and you'll get the best laugh in the world. You don't have to go to a comedy show. You don't have to watch it on TV. You don't have to put out money. Just listen to the news in Australia. It is just wonderful. Thank you for listening to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Don't forget, Wednesday the 9th of August, midday, Defend and Extend. Public Housing round on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. Don't forget, 10am to 6pm, Brunswick Town Hall, Sydney Road in uh, Brunswick in Melbourne, the Anarchist Book Fair, stalls, discussions, free entry, childcare, turn up, I'll be at the Anarchist Institute stall, come and join me, have a chat, have a laugh, bring your anginine and uh, nitroglycerine spray with you in case you get chest pain from all the laughing you'll be doing. Don't forget, tonight... Conjo Ethiopian Restaurant, 20 Smith Street, Collingwood, Melbourne, opposite Radio Station 3CR. Starts at 6 p.m., finishes around nine nine thirty p.m. Join me for a laugh. More importantly, meet like-minded people, get involved, get active. If you want to join PIPSI, public interest before corporate interest, download the application. store, PIPSI P I B C I dot net. Don't forget the PIPSI picnic. Sunday the 13th of August, 11am to 2pm, Rotary Park, 1449 Point Nepean Road, Rosebud, behind the skate park. Bring food and drinks. There'll be no lobsters, no bottles of Grange, no Matthew Guy, and no members of the Honoured Society. I guarantee it. Thank you for listening to the World this week. Go to my personal Facebook page, Toscano for the Public. Go to the Anarchist Institute uh, page, org. Go to the Pipsy Facebook page, or the Pipsy. Um, Net page, pipsy.net. Go to the um, what else? It goes on and on and on. There's just so much things happening. Come and join us. Get involved. Thank you for listening to The Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station, courtesy of the Community Radio Network. Listen in to The Anarchist World this week, next week on your local community radio station. A laugh a second, not a laugh a minute. Minds at plot destruction
1: Sorcerer of
0: Death Construction. An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist Wall This Week. Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist Wall this week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national, and international events. Wash my hands. Oh, Lord, (laughs) Jerry.